0: Hey guys, welcome to Another World Audiobooks. Would you like more free, high-quality audiobooks in your life? Remember, you can always go to anotherworldaudiobooks.wordpress.com slash free, and you can get a free audiobook just by signing up right there. So go ahead and do that right now, and uh, I'll send you a free, full audiobook. It's just my way of saying thank you so much for being a listener of this podcast. And now, without further ado, I give you the next two chapters of Treasure Island. 29. The Black Spot Again. The council of buccaneers had lasted some time, when one of them re-entered the house, and with a repetition of the same salute, which had, in my eyes, an ironical air, begged for a moment's loan of the torch. Silver briefly agreed, and this emissary retired again, leaving us together in the dark. "'There's a breeze coming, Jim,' said Silver, who had by this time adopted quite a friendly and familiar tone. I turned to the loophole nearest me, and looked out. The embers of the great fire had so far burned themselves out and now glowed so low and duskily that I understood why these conspirators desired a torch. About halfway down the slope to the stockade they were collected in a group. One held the light, another was on his knees in the midst, and I saw the blade of an open knife shine in his hand with varying colors in the moon and torchlight. The rest were all somewhat stooping, as though watching the maneuvers of the last. I could just make out that he had a book as well as a knife in his hand, and was still wondering how anything so incongruous had come into their possession when the kneeling figure rose once more to his feet, and the whole party began to move together towards the house. "'Here they come,' said I, and I returned to my former position, for it seemed beneath my dignity that they should find me watching them. "'Well, let them come, lad, let em come,' said Silver cheerily. "'I've still got a shot in my locker.' The door opened, and the five men, standing huddled together just inside, pushed one of their number forward. In any other circumstances, it should have been comical to see his slow advance, hesitating as he set down each foot while holding his closed right hand in front of him. "'Step up, lad!' cried Silver. "'I won't eat you. Hand it over, lubber. I know the rules I do. I won't hurt a deputation.' Thus encouraged, the buccaneer stepped forth more briskly, and having passed something to silver from hand to hand, slipped yet more smartly back again to his companions. The sea-cook looked at what had been given him. "'The black spot. I thought so,' he observed. "'Where might you have got the paper? Why, hello! Look here now. This ain't lucky. You've gone and cut it out of the Bible. What fool's cut a Bible?' "'Oh, there!' said Morgan. There, w- what do I say? No good will come of that, I said. Well, you've about fixed it now among you, continued Silver. You're all swing now, I reckon. What soft-headed lover had a Bible? It was Dick, said one. Dick was it. Then Dick can get to prayers, said Silver. He's seen his slice of luck has Dick, and you may lay to that. "'But here the long man with the yellow eyes struck in. "'Belay that talk, John Silver,' he said. "'This crew's tipped you to the Black Spot and full Council, as in duty bound. "'Just you turn it over, as in duty bound, and see what's roped there. "'Then you can talk.' "'Thank ye, George,' replied the sea-cook. "'You always was brisk for business, and has the rules by heart, George, as I am pleased to see. "'Well, what is it, anyway?' "'Ah, deposed. That's it, is it? Very pretty road, to be sure. Like print, I swear. Your hand right, George. Why, you was getting quite a leading man in this here crew. You'll be captain next, I shouldn't wonder. Just oblige me with a torch again, will you? This pipe don't draw.' "'Come now,' said George. "'You don't fool this crew no more. You're a funny man, by your account. But you're over now, and you'll maybe step down off that barrel and help vote.' "'I thought you said you knowed the rules,' returned Silver contemptuously. "'Leastways, if you don't, I do. "'And I wait here, and I'm still your cap'n mind, "'till you outs with your grievances, and I reply. "'In the meantime, your black spot ain't worth a biscuit. "'After that, we'll see.' "'Oh,' replied George, "'you don't be under no corner apprehension. "'We're all square-wheel. 1st you've made a hash of this cruise." "'You'll be a bold man to say no to that. Second, you let the enemy out of this here trap for nothing. "'Why do they want out? "'I don't know, but it's pretty plain they wanted it. Third, you wouldn't let us go at him upon the march. "'Oh, we see through you, John Silver. "'You want to play booty, and that's what's wrong with you. "'And then fourth, there's this here boy.' "'Is that all?' asked Silver quietly. "'Enough too, retorted George. "'Will I swing and sundry for your bungling?' well now look here i'll answer these four points one after another i'll answer em i made a hash o' this cruise did i well now you all know what i wanted and you all know if it had been done that we'd have been aboard the Hispaniola this night as ever was every man of us alive and fit and full of good plum duff and the treasure in the hold of her by thunder well who crossed me who forced my hand, as was the lawful cabin, who tipped me the black spot the day we landed and began this dance. Ah, it's a fine dance. I'm with you there, and looks mighty like a hornpipe in a rope's end at Execution Dock by London Town, it does. But who done it? Why, it was Anderson, and Hans, and you, George Merry, and you're the last above board of that same meddling crew— and you have the Davy Jones's insolence to up and stand for cap'n over me. You that sank the lot of us, by the powers! But this tops the stiffest yarn to nothing. Silver paused, and I could see by the faces of George and his late comrades that these words had not been said in vain. That's for number one, cried the accused, wiping the sweat from his brow, for he had been talking with a vehemence that shook the house. Why, I give you my word, I'm sick to speak to you. You've neither sense nor memory, and I leave it to fancy where your mother was that I let you come to see. See, gentlemen of fortune, I reckon tailors is your trade. Go on, John, said Morgan. Speak up to the others. Ah, uh, the others, returned John. They're a nice lot, ain't they? you say this cruise is bungled oh by gum if you could understand how bad it's bungled you would see were that near the gibbet that my neck's stiff with thinking on it you've seen em maybe hanged in chains birds about em semen pitting em out as they go down with the tide who's that says one that why that's john Silver. i knowed him well says another "'And you can hear the chains a-jangle as you go about and reach for the other buoy. "'Now, that's about where we are, every mother's son of us, thanks to him, and Hans and Anderson, and other ruination fools of you. "'And if you want to know about number four, and that boy, why, shiver my timbers, isn't he a hostage? "'Are we a-going to waste a hostage? No, not us. He might be our last chance, and I shouldn't wonder. "'Kill that boy, Not me, mates. And number three. "'Ah, well, there's a deal to say to number three. "'Maybe you don't count it nothing to have a real college doctor to see every day. "'You, John, with your head broke, or you, George Mary, "'that had the og shakes upon you not six hours agone, "'and has your eyes the colour of lemon peel to this same moment on the clock. "'And maybe, perhaps, you didn't know there was a consort coming either. "'Well, there he is, and not so long till then, "'and we'll see who'll be glad to have a hostage when it comes to that.' and as for number two and why i made a bargain well you came crawling on your knees to me to make it on your knees you came and you was that down-hearted and you'd have starved too if i hadn't Well that's a trifle you look here that's why and he cast down upon the floor a paper that i instantly recognized none other than the chart on yellow paper with the three red crosses that i had found in the oil-cloth at the bottom of the captain's chest why the doctor had given it to him was more than i could fancy but, if it were inexplicable to me, the appearance of the chart was incredible to the surviving mutineers. They leaped upon it like cats upon a mouse. It went from hand to hand, one tearing it from another. And by the oaths and cries and the childish laughter with which they accompanied their examination, you would have thought, not only were they fingering the very gold, but were at sea with it besides in safety. Here," yeah, said one. "'That's Flint, sure enough. J.F. and his school below, with a clove hitch to it, so he done ever. Mighty pretty, said George. But how we get away with it, and us with no ship? Silver suddenly sprang up, and supporting himself with a hand against the wall. Now I give you warning, George, he cried. One more word of your sauce, and I'll call you down and fight you. How? "'Why, how do I know? "'You had ought to tell me that. "'You and the rest, they lost me, my schooner, "'with your interference, burn you. "'But not you, you can't. "'You ain't got the invention of a cockroach. "'But civil you can speak, and shall, George Mary, "'you may lay to that.' "'That's fair now,' said the old man Morgan. "'Fair, I reckon so,' said the sea-cook. "'You lost the ship. "'I found the treasure. "'Who's the better man of that?' And now I resign by thunder! I like whom you please to be, be our captain. Now I'm done with it. Silver! They cried. Barbecue forever, barbecue for captain. So the satoon is it? Cried the cook. George, I reckon you'll have to wait another turn, friend. And lucky for you, as I'm not a revengeful man, but that was never my way. And now, shipmates, this black spot, tain't much good now, is it? Dick's crossed his luck and spoiled his bible, and that's about all. It'll do to kiss the book on still, won't it? growled Dick, who was evidently uneasy at the curse he had brought upon himself. A bible with a bit cut out returned Silver derisively. Not it, not it. It don't buy no more'n a ballad book. Darn it, though, cried Dick with a sort of joy. Well, I reckon that's worth having, too. Here, Jim, here's a curiosity for you, said Silver, and he tossed me the paper. It was about the size of a crown piece. One side was blank, for it had been the last leaf. The other contained a verse or two of revelation, these words among the rest, which struck sharply home upon my mind. Without are dogs and murderers. The printed side had been blackened with wood ash, which already began to come off and soil my fingers. On the blank side had been written with the same material the one word deposed. I have the curiosity beside me at this moment, but not a trace of writing now remains beyond a single scratch, such as a man might make with his thumb-nail. This was the end of the night's business. Soon after, with a drink all round, we lay down to sleep, and the outside of Silver's vengeance was to put George Mary up for sentinel and threaten him with death if he should prove unfaithful. It was long ere I could close an eye, and heaven knows I had matter enough for thought in the man whom I had slain that afternoon, in my own most perilous position— Upfront payment of forty five dollars equivalent to fifteen dollars per month, unlimited over forty gigabytes per month, face lower speeds. Videos at four eighty p. Active mint customers by five thirty one twenty four get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply. If rated PG and above all, in the remarkable game that I saw Silver now engaged upon, keeping the mutineers together with one hand and grasping with the other after every means possible and impossible to make his peace and save his miserable life. He himself slept peacefully and snored aloud, yet my heart was sore for him, wicked as he was, to think on the dark perils that environed and the shameful gibbet that awaited him. 30. On Parole I was wakened, indeed, we were all wakened, for I could see the sentinel shake himself together from where he had fallen against the door-post, by a clear, hearty voice hailing us from the margin of the wood. "'Blockhouse, ahoy!' it cried. "'Here's the doctor!' And the doctor it was, although I was glad to hear the sound, yet my gladness was not without admixture." I remembered with confusion my insubordinate and stealthy conduct, and when I saw where it had brought me, among what companions and surrounded by what dangers, I felt ashamed to look him in the face. He must have risen in the dark, for the day had hardly come, and when I ran to a loophole and looked out, I saw him standing, like Silver once before, up to the mid-leg in creeping vapour. "'You, doctor, top of the morning to you, sir,' cried Silver, broad awake and beaming with good nature in a moment. "'Bright and early, to be sure, and it's the early bird, as the saying goes, that gets the rations. "'George, shake up your timbers, son, and help Dr. Livesey over the ship's side. "'All a doin' well, your patient was. Oh, well and merry.' So he patted on, standing on the hilltop with his crutch under his elbow, and one hand upon the side of the log house, quite the old John in voice, manner, and expression. "'We've quite a surprise for you, too, sir,' he continued. We've a little stranger here, he-he, <laughs> a new boarder and lodger, sir, and looking to fit and totters a fiddle. Slept like a supercargo, he did, right alongside of John, stem to stem we was all night. Dr. Livesey was by this time across the stockade, and pretty near the cook, and I could hear the alteration in his voice as he said, Not Jim. The very same Jim as ever was, says Silver. The doctor stopped outright, although he did not speak, and it was some seconds before he seemed able to move on. "'Well, well,' he said at last, "'duty first and pleasure afterwards, as you might have said yourself, Silver. Let us overhaul these patients of yours.' A moment afterward he had entered the blockhouse, and with one grim nod to me, proceeded with his work among the sick. He seemed under no apprehension, though he must have known that his life, among these treacherous demons, depended on a hair and he rattled on to his patients, as if he were paying an ordinary professional visit in a quiet English family. His manner, I suppose, reacted on the men, for they behaved to him as if nothing had occurred, as if he was still a ship's doctor, and they were still faithful hands before the mast. "'You're all doing well, my friend,' he said to the fellow with the bandaged head. "'And if ever any person had a close shave it was you, your head must be hard as iron. Well, George, how goes it? You're a pretty colour, certainly.' "'Why, your liver man is upside down. "'Did he take the medicine-men?' Oh, ay, yeah, sir, he took it, sure enough,' returned Morgan. "'Because, you see, since I am mutineers' doctor, "'or prison doctor, as I prefer to call it,' "'says Dr. Livesey in his pleasantest way, "'I make a point of honour not to lose a man for King George, "'God bless him, and the gallows.' "'The rogues looked at each other, "'but swallowed the home thrust in silence. "'Dick don't feel well, sir,' said one. "'Don't he?' replied the doctor. "'Well, step up here, Dick, and let me see your tongue. "'No, I should be surprised if he did. "'The man's tongue is fit to frighten the French. "'Another fever.' "'Oh, there,' said Morgan. "'That come to spilling Bibles.' "'That comes, as you call it, of being errant asses,' retorted the doctor, "'and not having sense enough to know honest air from poison.' and the dry land from a vile, pestiferous slough I think it most probable—though, of course, it's only an opinion—that you all have the deuce to pay before you can get that malaria out of your systems. Cap in a bog, would you? Silver, I'm surprised at you. You're less of a fool than many, take you all round. But you don't appear to me to have the rudiments of a notion of the rules of health. "'Well,' he added after he had dosed them round, and they had taken his prescriptions with really laughable humility— more like charity school children than blood guilty mutineers and pirates. Well, that's done for today, and now I should wish to have a talk with that boy, please. And he nodded his head in my direction carelessly. George Mary was at the door, spitting and spluttering over some bad tasted medicine, but at the first word of the doctor's proposal, he swung round with a deep flush and cried No and swore. Silver struck the barrel with his open hand. Silence and looked about him positively like a lion. "'Doctor!' he went on in his usual tones. "'I was thinking of that. Known as how you had a fancy for the boy. We're all humble grateful for your kindness, and as you see, puts faith in you, and takes the drugs down like that much grog. And I take it I've found a way as a suit to all. Hawkins, will you give me your word of honour as a young gentleman? For a young gentleman you are, although poor born. Your word of honour not to slip your cable.' i readily gave the pledge required then doctor said Silva, you just step outside of that stockade and once you're there i'll bring the boy down on the inside and i reckon you can yarn through the spars good day to you sir and all our duties to the squire and captain smollett the explosion of disapproval which nothing but silver's black looks had restrained broke out immediately the doctor had left the house Silver was roundly accused of playing double, of trying to make a separate peace for himself, of sacrificing the interests of his accomplices and victims, and, in one word, of the identical exact thing that he was doing. It seemed to me so obvious in this case that I could not imagine how he was to turn their anger. But he was twice the man the rest were, and his last night's victory had given him a huge preponderance on their minds. He called them all the fools and dolts you can imagine, said it was necessary I should talk to the doctor, and fluttered the chart in their faces "'asked them if they could afford to break the treaty "'the very day they were bound a treasure-hunting. "'No, by thunder!' he cried. "'It's us must break the treaty when the time comes. "'Until then, I'll gammon that doctor, "'if I have to aisle his boots with brandy.' "'And then he bade them get the fire lit, "'and stocked up upon his crutch, "'with his hand on my shoulder, "'leaving them in a disarray, "'and silenced by his volubility rather than convinced. "'Slow, lad, slow,' he said. They might round upon us in a twinkle of an eye if we were seen to hurry. Very deliberately, then, did we advance across the sand where the doctor awaited us on the other side of the stockade, and as soon as we were within easy speaking distance, Silver stopped. "'You make a note of this here also, doctor,' says he, "'and the boy will tell you how I saved his life, and were to pose for it too, and you may lay to that. Doctor, when a no man's steering as near the wind as me,' "'Plain chuck-farthing with the last breath of his body, like, "'You wouldn't mind it too much, mayhap, to give him one good word. "'You'll please bear in mind, it's not my life only now, it's that boy's into the bargain, and you'll speak me fair, doctor, "'and give me a bit of hope to go on for the sake of mercy.' "'Silver was a changed man once he was out of there, "'and had his back to his friends in the blockhouse. "'His cheeks seemed to have fallen in, his voice trembled. "'Never was a soul more dead in earnest.' why john you're not afraid asked dr livesey doctor i'm no coward no not i not so much and he snapped his fingers if i was i wouldn't say it but i'll own up fairly i've the shakes upon me for the gallows you're a good man and a true i've never seen a better man "'and you'll not forget what I done good, "'not any more than you'll forget the bad, I know, "'and I step aside, see here, "'and leave you and Jim alone. "'I will put that down for me too, "'for it's a long stretch, is that?' "'So saying, he stepped back a little way, "'till he was out of earshot, "'and there sat down upon a tree stump, "'and began to whistle, "'spinning round now and again upon his seat, "'so as to command a sight, "'sometimes of me and the doctor, "'and sometimes of his unruly ruffians, "'as they went to and fro in the sand between the fire,' "'which they were busy rekindling, "'and the house from which they brought forth pork and bread to make the breakfast. "'So, Jim,' said the doctor sadly, "'here you are. "'As you have brewed, so shall you drink, my boy. Heaven knows, I cannot find it in my heart to blame you, "'but this much I will say, be it kind or unkind. "'When Captain Smollett was well, you dared not have gone off, "'and when he was ill and couldn't help it by George, it was downright cowardly.' I will own that I began here to weep. Doctor, I said, you might spare me. I have blamed myself enough. My life's forfeit anyway, and I should be dead by now if silver hadn't stood for me. And doctor, believe this, I can die, and I dare say I deserve it. But what I fear is torture. If they come to torture me... Jim, the doctor interrupted, and his voice was quite changed. Jim, I can't have this. Whip over, and we'll run for it. ''Doctor,'' said I, ''I pass my word.'' ''I know, I know,'' he cried. ''We can't help that Jim now. I'll take you on my shoulders. Hold us, bolus, blame and shame, my boy. But stay here, I cannot let you. Jump, one jump and you're out, and we'll run for it like antelopes.'' ''No,'' I replied. ''You know right well you wouldn't do the same thing yourself. Neither you, nor squire, nor captain. And no more will I.'' Silver trusted me. I have passed my word, and back I go. But, Doctor, you do not let me finish. If they come to torture me, I might let slip a word of where the ship is, for I got the ship, part by luck and part by risking, and she lies in North Inlet, on the southern beach, and just below high water. At half tide, she must be high and dry. The ship? exclaimed the Doctor. Rapidly, I described to him my adventures, and he heard me out in silence. There is a kind of fate in this, he observed when I had done every step. It's you that saves our lives. And do you suppose by any chance that we are going to let you lose yours? That would be a poor return, my boy. you found out the plot. you found Ben Gunn, the best deed that ever you did, or will do, though you live to nighty. Oh, by Jupiter, and talking of Ben Gunn! Why, this is the mischief in person! "'Silver!' he cried. "'Silver! I give you a piece of advice!' He continued as the cook drew near again. "'Don't be in any great hurry after the treasure.' "'Why, sir, I do my possible, which that ain't,' said Silver. "'I can only, asking your pardon, save my life, and the boys by seeking for that treasure, and you may lay to that.' "'Well, Silver,' replied the doctor, "'if that is so, I'll go one step further. Look out for squalls when you find it.' "'Sir,' said Silver, "'as between man and man, that's too much and too little. What you're after, why you left the blockhouse—' "'Why you giving me that there chart, I don't know, now do I. "'And yet I done your bidding with my eyes shut and never a word I hope. "'But no, this here's too much. "'If you won't tell me what you're mean plain out, "'just say so, and I'll leave the helm.' "'No,' said the doctor musingly. "'I've no right to say more. "'It's not my secret, you see, Silver, "'or I give you my word, I tell it you. "'But I'll go as far with you as I dare go, and a step beyond, "'for I'll have my wigs sorted by the captain, or I'm mistaken.' And first, I'll give you a bit of hope, Silver. If we both get alive out of this wolf-trap, I'll do my best to save you, short of perjury. Silver's face was radiant. You couldn't say more, I'm sure, sir. None of you was my mother, he cried. Well, that's my first concession, added the doctor. The second is a piece of advice. Keep the boy close beside you, and when you need help, halloo. I'm off to seek it for you, and that itself will show you if I speak at random. Goodbye, Jim. And Dr. Livesey shook hands with me through the stockade, nodded to silver, and set off at a brisk pace into the wood. All right, guys, like I mentioned before, we are getting close to the end of this book, so I want to hear from you. What audiobook do you want to hear next? Hit me up. All the contact information is down below, as always. Also, remember, if you want to support the podcast and help me uh, continue to produce uh, great content for you guys, you can go to anchor.fm slash Audiobooks and click on support this podcast. That is a great way to do it, or you can look for Audiobooks wherever you get audiobooks and um, just go ahead and purchase them there. That's another great way to support the podcast, but uh, honestly, if, if you can't do that, if you don't feel like, uh, contributing in that way, uh, one of the best ways is just to share the podcast. So tell somebody that you know about another world Audiobooks. manually subscribe their phone to this podcast, whatever it takes. Anyway, thanks guys so much for listening. Uh, we'll talk to you next time. Don't worry, you aren't the only one. You aren't the only business that needs help. You aren't the only person that has a hard time finding the right help at the right price. This is where Business Bloodline becomes your bloodline to temporary and permanent staffing. Business Bloodline specializes in hiring internet workers to creatively solve problems for your business. Business Bloodline does all the vetting and only delivers candidates that make sense for your needs and at a cost that you can afford. But 60 seconds isn't enough for me to tell you why hiring through Business Bloodline is safer, cheaper, and less time-consuming. We would rather show you. To get more information or a business consultation, visit businessbloodline.com. If the job can be done on a computer, Business Bloodline can find a match. Visit businessbloodline.com and tell them that you heard about it on Another World Audiobooks to get 10% off your first hire. Remember to mention that you heard about it on Another World Audiobooks to get that 10% off. BusinessBloodline.com.